Hello, this is Sheena Byron from AllFromEternity.com introducing our new podcast series. In the podcast, I'll be carrying out interviews with maternity workers and childbirth activists, hopefully to stimulate discussion. All for Maternity is our platform for learning, sharing and caring and we have lots of e-learn modules, blogs and a nurture zone, two journals including the Practicing Midwife Journal and the New Student Midwife Journal. Do come and take a look, we'd love you to join us and that's at allformaternity.com. Thank you. So, hello everybody. Here we are again for, I think this is number 30 of my podcast series for All for Maternity. And um, we're still in the lockdown in the United Kingdom. We're in lockdown three. I think this is three. And um, we're, it's the middle of winter and we're just feeling a little bit cold here. I'm in Lancashire, as usual, in my house, still locked down. And, but today, the difference is we've got a huge amount of, of sunshine pouring through the window so if you're listening in and you're wondering what I'm doing, I'm actually just sat. Um, I'm, I'm actually just sat. Oh, that was my phone going off. I need to just make sure that I'm going to switch my phone off before it rings again. But um, I'm just sat in my living room. And um, as I say, the sun's shining through the window and I've got my laptop open. And in front of me, I've got two incredible midwives mm-hmm. and one of them, Sam, I've already met once before. I think it's I think it's a couple of years ago when I went to visit her hospital because she's going to tell she's going to introduce herself in a minute. And the other one is Fatima. And I haven't met Fatima, but I feel like I have because I've spent quite a few um, uh, occasions with her just recently. And she's peeping just through her through. I can just see her, a, 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 a head, a head scarf a little bit. So these two midwives are absolutely gorgeous. And the reason why I'm excited about chatting with them today is because they both work in continuity of carer um, teams. Uh, actually, Fatima is the lead for all the teams and um, and Sam is working as a continuity of carer lead uh, in her team. So it's just this is this is really important for everyone, really, because we know about the evidence relating to continuity of carer, the difference it makes to mothers and babies and also to midwives. Um, but in the United Kingdom, in England and in Scotland, we, we've got national policy that's directing midwives to work in this way. And even through the pandemic, what we've seen is an increasing number of, of midwifery teams uh, sort of being formed. And it just makes my heart sing. So anyway, enough of me. So what I want to do is introduce these two brilliant, brilliant midwives to come on and tell you about themselves. So I think first and foremost, Sam, would you, because I can see you clearly, (laughs) Sam, because we're using your phone. Would you introduce yourself, please? Uh, yes, uh, my name is Samgeliso Sibanda Wastemsen. Uh, I work in Northampton General Hospital as a, a continuity of care a team leader with Fatima. Uh, we lead on two different teams. So basically, my background obviously is I'm a midwife. That's first and foremost. I'm a midwife and absolutely love being a midwife. Um, I've got tra- I've got nursing as well on on, on top of that, but loving the midwife I am so um in the past what I've done is I've got I've got a charity well call it a charity but it's a program that I do in Zimbabwe which is where I come from 
for maternity, literally to support the maternity with helping uh, train skills, uh, just supporting the women that are coming through for childbirth. As uh, if, if anyone of you uh, know the statistics of Zimbabwe, they're not that great in terms of maternal mortality. And, uh, you know, that's where my, my, my passion is. And just really to make sure that we support midwives looking after these women. So in terms of my day job, I am a continuity of care carer lead, um, leader, team leader, who works with women uh, who come from a BEM background. So all the women from BEM background in Northampton uh, or Northampton are under these two teams, which is where I lead one team and Fatima leads the other team. So we literally look after these uh, women from the BEM background and people from uh, social deprivation. And it's a new new thing that we do. We just started literally not that long ago. So, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Oh, well, that's a lot. Gosh, you're doing charity work in Zimbabwe, and we can talk about that again later, and you're doing this amazing work. So I've got it right now. You're both team leaders. Okay, so I was a little bit wrong before. That's fine. Um, I get things wrong from time to time. (laughs) And and it's just, you you know, um, just to go on to that, so so our listeners might not have quite caught what you said, you, you use the term BAME background. And I know sometimes we see now on social media and in the, in the press that um, we should try to use, um, use it to be more explicit. So what do you mean when you say BAME background? I mean, we are, when I say BAME background, I mean women from um, black women, uh, Asian women and people from ethnic minorities. So it's uh, all women that are, classify as black asian ethnic minority mixed race or anyone uh like that so yeah we we do look after women like that so now that's really good that's really uh good that you've explained that because i think there's sometimes some confusion and Mm -hmm. and what 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 so so i think what we'll do is listen to have fatima to introduce herself first and then can we talk more about why it's important to provide continuity of care, especially for those groups afterwards. Is that all right if we go into yeah, that? Yeah, but just fine. say hi to Fatima. So hey. hi, Fatima. Do you want to tell, tell all our listeners about you, who you are? Yeah, so hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Fatima Gauch, and I'm Italian-Moroccan midwife <laughs> working and living in the UK. So, yeah, I was born in Morocco, and I moved to Italy at the age of four, where I uh, been, uh, basically grew up. And then I moved after my um, midwifery degree to UK uh, to start my profession, basically. Uh, at the moment, I'm a team lead in continuity of care. And, yeah, I've been a midwife, passionate midwife, and that's it. Oh, wonderful. And you're working in the same same sort of a team. Absolutely, yeah. Particularly sorting women from black and minority ethnic backgrounds. Yeah. That's what you're doing as well. Can I just ask you before we move on, did you did you train as a midwife in Italy? Yeah, I did. Yeah. You, so is that very oh, different? Was there. Is it different <laughs> here? Yeah, so when I started my midwifery in UK, I found it quite hard, like, to set up the new management policies, guidelines. In Italy, uh, 
was pretty much medicalized midwifery, where midwife, they're not independent midwife as we are uh, in UK, because in UK we, have, we take the responsibility when come to low risk, and we escalate to obstetrician when the, you know we have some uh, higher risk. In Italy, everything is with obstetricians, basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, which is like a lot of European countries, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's very similar. So it is different in England. We're we're lucky, aren't we? And I think sometimes we don't realise how lucky we are that we've got that autonomy um, to work as we we uh, we want to. Even though sometimes the autonomy is restricted, we're still a lot better off than mm-hmm. our European counterparts. So you found it different coming here, and and you were so. Are you family in Morocco now? So my family, they moved back to Morocco. So we lived for a long time in Italy and then they decided to move back to Morocco. Yeah, okay. so I'm basically my life is between UK, Italy and Morocco all the time. <laughs> I can just hear your Italian accent. It's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Italian's one of my favourite, well, it's probably my favourite, most favourite language because I just love the, the singy-songy sound of it. Yeah, it's just so brilliant. <laughs> So both of you, would you would you kind of um, explain to me? Well, I, I kind of already know, but just in case any of the listeners are, yeah. are, are, are a bit are, are unsure, why why is it important that you particularly um, support women from Black and minority ethnic backgrounds? Wow, this is a huge question because. I think, Sheena, this is linked to our personal lives as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you want me to start my uh, my reasons why. <laughs> Please do. So, Go on. I mean, of course, as I identify myself as part of this group, um, as Black, Asian or from ethnic minorities, I don't personally like to use BAME because for me, just simplify something that is more than a, uh, you know, a small word. Mm-hmm. Um, for, like the reasons for me is going back to why I started midwifery. When I was in Italy, uh, I in first place, I never had a clue what was midwifery, what were midwife. I didn't even know the midwife they exist. My only idea was uh, back home because I remember my mom talking about the traditional midwives that in Morocco they were like these old women from community have experience with delivering baby. They come at home and deliver all the babies from the community. This was my idea about midwife. And when I discovered it was midwifery in in Italy as well, I started just. A little bit like as a joke to see what it was about. And then my passion started. But one of the main reasons when I started, because I was thinking about all these foreigner women in Italy and looking at the example of my mom as a foreigner woman, a mom in Italy and the struggle she had with the language. And I was like, I should do something. Why to not start a job where... This is the unique job in the world where you work just with women, you empower women. And and I think it's an amazing gift. So then during my training, it just become like, let me say, like a calling uh, for me. And when I was doing my training, because the situation 
actually in Italy is quite really complex in terms of discrimination, in terms of races. And I was witnessing this, like in labor war, these women, they've been treated awful. Like it's not just, even just in terms of there wasn't kindness, there was, there was nothing. And most of the women in Italy, let me say, is not like here in UK because pretty much they can speak a little bit of English. In Italy, if I will tell someone to push, they're not understanding what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. This is like, to, just to make you understand the, the difficult situation you are. From the other side, most of the staff, they're not really interesting to look after this kind of women. And so for me it was, yeah, I know why I'm doing midwifery. I know there is still a lot of work to do. And then I finished basically my graduation uh, doing a dissertation focusing on the role of the midwife as a, a bridge between different cultures and how to improve like, um, like our assistance as a midwife uh, to the like, Black, Asian and ethnic minorities. And of course, then I moved to UK and my idea was like going towards a better place where racism doesn't exist, discrimination doesn't exist. This is the, the country of the freedom. And starting with Wifery here, my job, I realized is not that different. It's in another shape, but it's not different. There is still a lot of job as well to do here. And, and I think for both of us, when we saw the first Embrace report, that was when something um, clicked in us. We need to work hard. We need to do it. And, mm-hmm. and then we started, um, we started this continuity. When the opportunity came, we just, uh, for it's us. Basically, continuity is us. It's me and Zah. <laughs> when we think about it, it, we couldn't find any other better job to do so mm-hmm. far. And now we are as well a team lead. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. This yeah. is my reason. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. And just, you know, j- just elaborate then. So thank you so much um, for telling me about your personal reasons for, what, for being so passionate about supporting women from black and minority ethnic groups. And I, I suppose, you know, you mentioned the Embrace report. Yeah. And I think, Sam, you know, maybe if we could <laughs> tell the listeners a bit, a bit, just in case they More don't know about, about about the statistics because they are shocking. Yeah. So uh, when that Embrace report came, not the, the current one, the previous one that we had, is it 2019? Yeah. Uh, that, that sort of shed a light on how much, uh, you know, how many women that come from a Black, Asian and minority uh, ethnic groups were dying during birth or during within the year after their their babies were born. So the statistics, like you say, were shocking because black women were five times more likely to die in child in childbirth than the our indigenous white women. And then the Asian women as well were two times more likely to die. And then people from mixed race were three times more likely to die in childbirth. So honestly speaking, five times more likely to die uh, while having a baby. We have babies the same way, be it section, be it people have vaginal deliveries, be it people have forceps, babies just come the same way. But it's so highlighted that 
people from a certain group were more likely to die from, from you know, um, during childbirth uh, in this country. And it so happened that there were people that were foreign groups that come to live in England. So that sort of shed a light a bit more and it became a priority for everyone to try and understand, to try and see why that was. And Northampton was not an exception. So my hospital was part of those people that thought, hang on a minute, let's find out what's actually going on, as well as Better Beds. Better Beds came into it and, you know, looking at, 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 at um, Better Beds, uh, things came out from that and they realised that continuity of care will probably be a way of looking after these women, giving them more time and giving them support and just really making sure that we look after them properly. And then NHS England then said, Let's prioritize women from a bare, bare, bare background because we know the statistics. They are likely to have really bad outcomes uh, if, the, you know, the, the, if we continue the way we are looking after it. What can we change? What can we just put in to try and make sure that we improve these outcomes? So continuity of care came from that, from, the, from better beds, as something that was identified to try and improve outcomes for, for the women. So like I said, Northampton was not an exception. We've got BEM women living here. We've got loads of BEM women that live around here. So our hospital agreed to set up teams that will look after women from a Black, Asian and minority background. And that's where our two teams came from. So our aims for going out, out there is to improve outcomes for women. That's, that's our sole aims. We are passionate midwives. Like Fatima's just said, why she's a midwife. I, I've got reasons why I be, I'm a midwife and why I go back to Zimbabwe. Is that I've got passion for women. I just want to really make sure that they've got this out, the outcomes they're having absolutely improve. Like when I speak about Zimbabwe, I always say their mortality rate is awful. So, you know, it's, it's really bad. But to see that Maybe not exactly the same numbers in England, but we still have that. We still have black and Asian minority women dying more than the white women. So as much as going back to Zimbabwe to continue my, my program, I would like to have to look after women here as well. I would like to look after my sister who lives next door or who lives just a few miles away from me. I'll just want to be that midwife that can say, okay, we'll give you continuity of care so we can try and improve this outcome. So that's where... My passion is, and that's where we share yeah. the same what ethic with Fatima because we, we, we don't just do it because, oh, well, it's a job we do. We, we are passionate in it. We really want to, make sure, <laughs> we want to make sure that we, 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 we improve uh, outcomes for these women. So, yes, the, the, like I said, the statistics aren't that great, but we've got things that are being put in the, the maternity transformation, a big program, a big change, a big shift in maternity. But again, it's all to the blast because it's giving us time to to go out there and ch- take the care to the women, put them in the middle and just give them care and try and change this outcome. So, Fantastic. yes, I think that's Wonderful. One, I can hear the passion in both your voices, you know. Yeah. It's, just, it's just so, um, it just fills my heart, you know, to hear the, how you're speaking because I know that working in a continuity model, you really are putting yourself uh, um, you're putting yourself out there, aren't you, for, for families, for women and families, because mm-hmm. you put yourself on call. You do on call, do you? First mm-hmm. of all, how many midwives do you have in the team? And how are your teams? How do your teams work? And how many on calls do you do? Can you just explain how it works? So in, uh, in each team, we have eight midwives. 
And um, so basically, uh, in terms of phone calls and in terms of, of duties, they having uh, each like one call nights and one, uh, we can say like covering, the covering during the day, the intrapartum care. And then the other days, of course, they are the day offs and they have the working days they use for postnatal care and antenatal care. And uh, so, so far, of course, we have part-timers, mm-hmm. we have full-timers. So the hour of duty work around the hours, the midwife, they're working. And so far it's going well. And because it's like a flexible working, it's not like when you work in the unit, you have your 12-hour shifts, you go in you, from 7 till 8, done switch off, gone home. This is a flexible working. So you work around your women's and you work around your team as well because being really small teams, the core of continuity is teamwork. Mm-hmm. And once the team, they start to know each other is when you see the teams getting more flexible, supporting in each other. And I think we started to see this in our teams. We started just in November, but it's amazing the work they're doing. Um, because like, even like when they see someone is tired because worked a lot, you know, worry, I will take over. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you don't see in the unit. Mm-hmm. But the other amazing thing is the connection you establish lunch with the women mm-hmm. and it was nice like last week I had a team meeting and one of the midwives said to me when I started continuity I never thought I will have really a deep connection with these women and she said right now every time I know one of my women she's do I want to be there for yeah. her yeah. and this is amazing to hear because in just in three months seeing this midwife changing and as well understanding the reason why we are doing it because even like I think when we started these uh, these teams, especially my team and some team that focus on Black, Asian and ethnic minorities, we said it from the beginning to the midwife, be ready because this is not an easy job because it's not just going and do your visits 10 minutes, 15 and go out is about understanding is about sitting with your women giving space that um safe space for them to speak up and is about understanding behind what they're telling you and this is i think our job as a team leaders mm. to make this midwife to know how to look after a lady that she's coming from an ethnic background and and as well to gain that cultural competencies mm-hmm. as well yeah and and because and as well it was nice to hear from the middle saying because we had of course already some deliveries pre-term deliveries and they said Fatima we know we're doing this you're right the numbers they are telling the truth we can see it and for them they feel really passionate now because they said it's amazing to feel be part of the change Absolutely. Wow, that's wonderful. Everything you're saying is just resonating with my my experience of of being with continuity midwives. It, it is a completely different job, isn't it? It's yeah. just different. Feel, it's all based on relationships. And I think relational care is the key to, yeah. to everything, really. If we want to improve outcomes for mothers and babies right across the board, we need to we need to work to continuity models and that's that's you know that's like the the ultimate isn't it so so that's 
how you how you work then so what your midwives how many women do they are they allocated to them in their caseload per year uh we we have said that 36 women uh per year but they've got like a running rate of sort of 28 women okay. by year, 36 per year per, per whole time equivalent okay that's that's yeah. great and do you monitor do you monitor the levels of continuity then do you monitor sort of how many how uh, how many um how many midwives that woman's seen has she seen her midwife or a um, midwifery couple you know yeah. do, you, do, you, do you work in twos or four or yeah we've well, we've got buddies yet yeah, in twos but, yeah yeah, yeah. We, we monitor we, our aim is to make sure that at least a woman gets 80 percent of her care from her midwife her, her <laughs> named midwife so if it's, uh, you know, the body that goes to see her for that extra 20% or the team midwife, because some people, sometimes people go, or, you know, on annual leave or anything like that. So that allows for that 20%. But we try so much for uh, the men midwife to see their women or their body if, 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 if it comes to British. Yeah. But yeah. That's excellent. Absolutely. And in your, how many midwives do you have in your team then? I've, I've, I've also got eight midwives in my team. Yeah. Uh, 6.8 whole time equivalent. And yeah, it seems to be working well so far, so so good because you know they, they are managing their caseload. Um, they 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 know when to call when they think, oh, I can't really see that woman. Can I ask my buddy to see her, or can a, a team midwife see her? And we always emphasize on try and see your woman for eighty percent of the time. Wonderful, wonderful. And do you ha- do you like have like do you have like team meetings and celebrate celebrate? Yeah, yes. yeah I, I just. Love that. I suppose your team becomes really close. Yeah. Like a family. Because you tell me about that. Yeah, so we our team meetings at the moment, we are doing them ever because we literally set up in November. So we thought to build a strong team, we've got to meet. Yeah. We've got to meet. So every week we meet. So my team meetings are on a Thursday. Sometimes we've got a big hall where we can manage to socially distance and be in a meeting. If we can't do that, we can do it on, on, on teams in the evening and just meet. So this is where we discuss all our progress. We discuss our challenges. We discuss our women, our upcoming women for the week. So this week we've got so-and-so we are expecting to be on call for, who is, who is where, at what time, who can look after. So we sort of discuss our challenges some some women are high risk let the whole team know that this woman is high risk this is how you know when she comes in this is when you even if you are not the named midwife you are the team midwife. if you happen to go and deliver that woman you feel like you know them already yeah. because you know their history so yeah. i think working in these teams yeah. it really does give you know uh women a, a, a good good yeah. care Oh, well done, Sam and Fatima. I'm really, it's it's just, it's wonderful to hear you talking with such, uh, sort of, you're, you're such brightness about everything. Because very often now I'm speaking to midwives who are feeling burnt out and exhausted with everything. And yet you're doing on calls and you're working your flexible hours, but you seem to be you seem to be happy and and managing and doing it, you know, doing it with such, um, I don't know, like you say, such passion, but it's also enjoyment and mm-hmm. kind of developing new ways of working is exciting. Um, yeah. So one of the one of the questions I wanted to ask you that just recently on social media, I saw a comment from from someone who said that she felt that continuity wasn't that great for women from black and minority ethnic backgrounds, just because they may get someone who's racist. 
So they may get a midwife who's looking after them, who's racist, and then they can't do anything about it because that midwife is stuck with them. What would you say to, about that? Well, uh, wow, it's a good a question. question. Yeah. This is, I think, Sheila, this is why when we started continuity and the midwife expressed their interest to join continuity, we specified from the beginning which kind of team we are going to set up. And we tried to make it clear and we keep trying to make it clear because we wanted the midwife, as you said, to avoid uh, this kind of attitude, right? And be, why? And I think it was for us as well to be honest with the midwife because if you feel like you are not able to look after these women, stay back mm-hmm. because we are not going to improve anything. And trust me, Sheena, like I'm not surprised about this, this question and this comment because even when we set up the, this kind of team, we find a lot of resistance from some midwives. They couldn't understand why. And they still not understand what is this BAME, like why we need a team of BAME. Oh, oh, this is a VIP team. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm not surprised. And But I think our midwife, they're really understood mm-hmm. and they're doing an amazing, amazing job. Um, but, but yeah. So it's it's the, yeah, I suppose it's then, the, the, then as well as having the right midwives on the team, yeah. we also have to address the issue of racism right Absolutely. across the board. And it's really mm-hmm. interesting you said that because... When I, I mean, it's a long time ago, 20 years ago, um, me and my colleagues set up a, a continuity team in our, in Lancashire, where I work and we, where I worked at, and I was consultant midwife then. And we actually were, we actually did, the, the team was, was focusing on women from, um, from in any, any vulnerable women at all. So women who misuse drugs or women who found that English was, was difficult or women living in extreme poverty, lots and lots of different categories. Mm-hmm. Anyone who found access to services difficult. And we had the same resistance from the midwives saying things like, Oh, it's a VIP. Why are you doing more for those women? And, and so we, the explanation was in order to get the same outcomes, we need to put more in. Absolutely. So, so you, you know, there needs to be more focus in certain yeah. areas in order to get the same outcomes. So, Absolutely. you know, it, it, it's it's really sometimes, you know, it's a public health approach. It's you're looking at, you know, trying to prevent it, things happening beforehand, but you do get resistance. And I think it's mm-hmm. that's a constant like like um, to, for me, it's a constant work is. Is, is kind of how do we, how do you educate, how do you support those midwives in, in mm. their learning so that they can understand? And maybe then in the future, it will be really good for the ones who are resistant to come and see mm-hmm. what you're doing and yeah. to see the difference you're making. Because sometimes it's, it's hard for individuals, whilst I'm totally, um, you know, against that kind of comment. I think that sometimes it's just lack of knowledge, lack of awareness. And, you know, you've got lived experience and there's nothing like lived experience to really understanding. But, you know, I was lucky to, I was lucky to have to work really closely with women from South Asian backgrounds. So most of my 
my later career was was spent in right in the middle of Blackburn, which is an area in Lancashire that's that's uh, got a high percentage of women from Pakistan and Bangladesh mm-hmm. and India. And I spent you know all my time there, so I really saw everything. And um, but not everyone has had that luxury to to and that privilege to be close to families that really need you more. So what you're doing is exceptional. And that's why I was particularly interested in spending some time talking to you today, because I feel that your work is, whilst all continuity of care models are really important, I think yours is is addressing so many, so many disparities because you're, you're giving nurturing care to women who fall through the gap. Mm. normally and who you know who struggle and you're you're doing it so so that's wonderful so what I'd like to do is over your over the next 12 months is keep in touch with you and and keep asking you how it's going because I'd really like to keep sharing your successes because I know it'll be successes you've got some fabulous people around you as well haven't you supporting you like Sarah and I know Anne Richley, lovely Anne Richley as well. Richley, yeah, she's been amazing. She's been yeah. really, really good support. And to be honest, she, she supported us even when we were saying, yeah, we will do BAME. She was like, actually, I think you guys are right because there is all this evidence. There is evidence. And she has been amazing, hasn't she? Absolutely, yeah. Sarah as well. Sarah. She is, uh, oh, Sarah. Sarah we couldn't do it yeah. without her. I know. I Sarah's she, like gold dust, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, I think if we got this point, it's because for her support, she is that kind of person who doesn't want to show off. She stays always behind. Yeah, and but I she's think, there. Uh, and I think she she's just amazing. Yeah. I think if Aww. I need to someone, it's Sarah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm the same. I just think feel the same, and I don't know her as well as you do. But you know, she obviously t- she says the same about you. She talks oh. about you all the time, and oh, you know, online when I'm chatting to her online. And we just did an event just recently with the, the ambassadors, midwifery ambassadors, and mm-hmm. you know, that's something that you should think about doing as well, becoming an ambassador. Um, because there needs to be more diversity amongst the ambassadors as well. Because one mm. of the things that we are noticing all the time is is where there's where there isn't representation at senior levels, you know. And that's why, I, you know, I was again another joy for me was seeing you in these positions of leadership, mm. which is so important that you're leading that team and you're leading that work because yeah. you you know because you understand it. So just just um, to go, just one of the things I also wanted to ask you about, um, Sam, was about Zimbabwe because I don't know whether you remember, but I went there um, to Zimbabwe. Um, it was not last year; it was the year before, and um, and I was I absolutely loved it. And I went there because my nephew was working there; he's back home now. So I spent time living there for uh, three weeks and I traveled around, but mostly I was in Harare. And, um, and so when you, do you go back every year? Are you, do, or more than, more than once a year? Yes. Uh, Zimbabwe, it's, <laughs> it's an amazing country, like you yeah. say. Uh, and I know that you went there, Sheena, and I was supposed to catch up with you so we could have gone <laughs> and work together. But yeah, we've got I know. different times. Yeah. So yeah, um, I started this work about 10 years ago now, I want to say. Yeah, it's about 10 years ago. So I've been going to Zimbabwe mm-hmm. once every year to build a hospital to support them, you know, in maternity and support the women. And in this trip, I just don't go on my own. I have, 
from the hospital, from the uh, Northampton Hospital, I think in counting, I should have taken about 18 midwives now. So every year I take a team of midwives, a team of professionals, sometimes doctors. We've had doctors come out. We've had really senior midwives come out as well. Fatima came out with yes. me one year. So, oh, she's, yeah, she's so it's just really teaching those skills, life-saving skills, you know, uh, to try and support and try and improve the mortality rate in Zimbabwe. And before we go, we fundraise, we buy stuff, like anything you can think of, a right to the baby vest, right mm-hmm. to nappies, anything that we can take, anything we can get our hands on. So when we just you, take it. When are you going next time? COVID happened just before my trip to Zimbabwe. So that last year was cancelled. But this year, we are planning to go. Maybe me and Fatima and one um, uh, Trevor, one of our friends, is going to come with us. So we go out and just go and do what we can. Because obviously we can't take a bigger crowd because of COVID. People aren't going to be so open to going. But once things settle, since we've got the vaccine, one thing, once mm. things settle, we are back to yearly visits again. We yeah. will do it. Always, always. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> will you let me know when you? Will you let me know when you're going again, and then I can send some, send some things. And and, oh, and my nephew's still got friends there that maybe can help as well. Do you know? Yeah. So let me know, let me know when you're going. I'd love to know. Yeah. Um, what, what, once we set up our date, we'll let we'll let you know definitely. Oh, yeah. Once we can fly, we'll go. Yeah, <laughs> oh, fabulous. And this coronavirus, this virus yeah, I know. stopped. It stopped so much, hasn't it? It's like yeah. it, it's been a real kind of challenge for everybody. And you yeah. know, thank you for spending some time the other night talking to me about the challenges that midwives are facing at the moment because we know mm-hmm. that there there's some you know shocking shocking stress going on isn't there with with midwives and 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 you know everybody working in in healthcare and i was talking to my sister the other day who was who's a nurse and she well she used to be a nurse and she was saying you know well you know why is it why why are midwives finding it hard and and i you know i think she was she was thinking i was meaning more than anybody else and i don't think it is more than anybody else but the issue for midwives is is on top of everything is is the fact that we're looking after two people aren't we yes. so for everyone you know nurses are looking after one person we're looking after two for everyone and i think sometimes that's one of the one of the big stresses that we have is, is that uh, you know i don't mean stresses normally but i mean when the resources are low when when pe- when individuals are off you know when midwives are, there's there's a there's a, a shortage of midwives because of the virus as well it just makes things um it just makes things even more stressful but um but yeah so in terms of the future for you two uh, yeah. you see yourselves as as working in these models and developing them do you think even more Yes, yeah. uh, and that's what we want to do. <laughs> we, we want to, to work on these models and develop them even more and even share share the models with everyone else because, like we know, that the UK is a multicultural society. Mm-hmm. It's not just Northampton, it's everywhere else. I'm sure some people are doing it as well. I had, well, yesterday I attended a, a continuity of care meeting on, on Zoom and I had one of the midwives talking about they are starting a team like that where they're going to look at Spain. Uh, I think it's up north somewhere. So yes. the people are doing it and we, we are happy to share the model. We are, it, it's just the same continuity of care model, but it's just really putting that extra time in mm-hmm. because we have to have to be able to engage with the women and to be able to uh, promote uh, 
staff engagement and try to educate the rest of your staff in terms of uh, cultural competencies and making people aware of that, you know, being conscious of that unconscious bias that we talk about. Just be conscious of your own unconscious bias. So there is quite a lot of work to do in it. And hopefully we will just push and push until we, 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 you know, we get the result we are expecting. But I'm sure it will change. I, I hope so. I think the awareness is 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 definitely increasing, but there's a long way to go. And you know, I'm glad you've talked about about unconscious and conscious bias. And you know, we have to we have to really learn about white privilege and 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 everything that's that's associated with racism because we um we, you know we have got a huge problem. And just I just wanted to tell you some good news is that. Um, my daughter and I, Anna, we we um, own the Practicing Midwife Journal, and all for maternity, which is part of uh, of the Practicing Midwife, has module e-learn modules, and we managed to secure some funding via an amazing doula called Kay King. She's she works for the White Ribbon Alliance, and she's helped us to secure some funding that we've created two e-learn modules that are on cultural competency. They've been created by black and Asian midwives and they are going to be open access for the whole world. So they're not just for members, they're for anybody free to do. And so they should be finished by March. So as soon as we've finished, I'll be able to send you the links and then you can share them with all your teams Mm -hmm. and, and try to encourage your managers to get everyone to, to at least complete these modules because They've, they've, they've really. I'm hope we're hoping that they've encompassed everything, you know, within them. So, so that's really we're really excited about that. So it's do, we're do, trying to do our bit, um, and you know, with 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 our journals, etc. We use we use uh, black imaging all the time, you know, for positive positive stories. It's not just about racism. It's about you know using using the beautiful beautiful imaging like this, you know. Yeah. For our, for for all all that we do, so we just love we just love the fact that we are a diverse um, culture, and we have to look after each other. And the more that we can work together and look after each other, the better the outcomes will be. So um, yeah, so what are you what are you going to be doing the rest of the day? You two wonderful people. We are working, <laughs> we are working till four thirty. So yeah, just got a few allocations to do and yeah before the weekend comes so we can start on a fresh shit on monday so yeah <laughs> so you're not working at weekend this weekend no. i'm on call tomorrow night so yeah i am you are but you're <laughs> on fatima yeah, yeah. so that's, yeah yeah, yeah good good and so so when you start on monday you've got you've got uh, a new week then and you'll be you'll be raring to go after the weekend won't you yes well honestly thank you so much both of you for taking time to to, to chat to me today I really appreciate it and like I said I'd just love to stay in touch with you and 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 see how you're getting on and if there's anything you need you know if you need if you need any support in any way you can always you can always reach out to us you know because we're here to to help and um and and yeah just just thank you really thank you is there anything you wanted to say before you go Oh, just to say thank you for yeah. yeah for allowing us to to talk about what we do. We really do appreciate just that time that you give us and the support. It's constantly there, and it's lovely to catch up again and just yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I really appreciate this opportunity, Sheena. Thank you so much. 
No, it's my pleasure. And it's, a, you know, for me, it's a huge privilege. No need to thank me. It's the other way around. But I, I like, I, I appreciate your words. Okay, have a lovely day. Um, I'm going to finish the recording now and just just enjoy the, the, the rest of your weekend. Thank, thank you very you. much, Thank you. Thank you.